What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Amanda, what do you got? All right, guys. So John Mayer announced this morning that he will embark on his first ever solo acoustic tour this spring. He'll be playing old songs, newer songs, songs you haven't heard yet to uh, test all on acoustic, electrical, and the piano. The tour will wrap up at the Forum here in Los Angeles on April 14th. So hmm. get your tickets. Now, let me ask you a question about John Mayer. Go because the, the ladies love John Mayer. Okay? I love John Mayer. I'm just saying. I don't know if you two do. I but, don't. But the ladies love John Mayer. And there's, you know, there's a lot of chatter about John Mayer, you know, from his celebrity, you know, People? friends. Escapades. Yes. yes, escapades is a great word to use. Um, so... What what is it about John Mayer? Like is oh I can tell you. Okay, what is it? I mean, you're well, gonna jump in in front of the ladies. I know, but go right? Ahead. I was like, I'm gonna tell go, you. Go, Cappy. Well, bring I can, it. I can 100 tell you what it is about John Mayer. What's that? Well, first of all, any guy who can play guitar, you already have a monster advantage. Mm-hmm. That is true. Guys who play guitar can get chicks. Okay, let's just be clear it's about that. It's not just that; it's the singing. The guys singing. All right. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna start ranking it for you. Not only is John Mayer a world-class guitar player. He can sing amazingly. He's a very handsome guy. Hmm. And throw on top of it all, he's funny AF. So he's got like a total package of being good-looking, rich, famous, amazing musician, and a funny personality. I'll freaking date John Mayer. (laughs) You want to date everybody. I'm just saying, he's hot. That's all. Is Rachel a John Mayer fan? I think she is. Now, I can tell you guys, I've never seen John Mayer other than when John Mayer has been the front man for Dead and Company. And I always thought to myself, well, isn't he kind of like a little poppy for that? He took over the Grateful Dead and played all the Jerry Garcia parts and and sang all the songs. And if you're into that kind of stuff, dude, you may have thought John Mayer didn't belong, but he, he won you over. I love John Mayer. So are you going to the August 14th concert at the Forum? Um, I'm sorry, August, April. April 14th. April 14th I, do we have a suite at the Forum, No, Amanda? No. Uh, no. Why would we have a suite at the Forum? Wait. Well, do, do you want to know? Have you, do you hear the story about Taylor Swift that he wants us to get? He wants us to use, he wants to use the <laughs> 710 suite, which we don't have other than for Rams games. Uh, but he wants a 710 suite so he can take his daughter to Taylor Swift. And we Swift. don't even have it for all Rams games. We only have it for like four Rams games. Right. I'll say that and he didn't even know the song. Cappy. Mm. Yeah. Pay for stuff. Yeah, seriously. You make enough money, bro. No, but like, the don't thing sound is, so I cheap. even pay for no, stuff. It's not that. It's just that Ticketmaster screwed me over. You know, I was in line mm. to get my Taylor Swift tickets and Ticketmaster. So that's why they're uh, you, know, you dealing were part with of that whole fiasco. Senate hearings. You, you know, can buy it on, se- on the secondary market. Yeah, the, right yeah. Now. the resale market and all this other stuff. Fork it mm. over if it's that important to you and your daughter. It's not. It's not that important to me. It's important to her. There you go. Be a good dad. Yeah. I don't know. We got Harry Styles earlier this year. I don't know. Yeah, you know what? You got to teach your kids they can't win all the time. They can't get everything they want. That's true. These They're kids these days, these these millennials, you know, yeah, they, they expect going. things to be given to them. Right. Make you them, are not going make, not wor- going. make her work for it. Right. You're not going to Taylor Swift because I'm going to see John Mayer. That's right. And you know what? There really aren't sweets in the form. Although I will tell you guys, last time I was there a few months ago, we had this like big table like at the back of the forum and like looking straight at the stage. It was far away. But it was super comfy, very clubby. Cappy, where would you want to sit at SoFi? Like the for, club level? For Taylor Swift? Yeah. I want to be in somebody's suite. You're not going to be in somebody's suite. I like the food and beverage part of it all. But the club level has great beverages. I don't know about food, but great mm-hmm. beverages. Okay, what kind of prices you find it for me, George? Um, About a grand. I'm not paying a grand. A grand no. per ticket? Yeah. Not That's happy. what Taylor Swift well, costs. I got no. I got an idea. Why don't you just buy two tickets, one for her and one of her friends? You drive them up there, drop them off, let them go to the concert. You go eat at Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles, and then you come pick them up after the concert. It's not a terrible idea, with the exception of the thousand dollar tickets. I just feel like, hey Taylor, cut me a break, will you, girl? A thousand bucks, really? I mean, I'll say the same thing, man. Like Rolling Stones, like five hundred bucks, seven fifty. Bruce Springsteen, come on, guys, really? Yeah, I mean it's gone ridiculous. I'm going to see uh, Billy Joel and whose fault is it? And those tickets were not cheap. I want you guys to know that Julia just walked in here right now. She heard me talking about this. Yeah. She has no interest in anything else we talk about. She walked in here and she said, um, "It's not Taylor Swift's fault. It's Ticketmaster's fault." <laughs> yeah, she's right. She well, tell her to yeah. work for the tickets. Why don't you do this? Why didn't you tell her what uh, Taylor Swift's newest uh, single is? 
Hey, uh, Julia, what's Taylor Swift's No, no, don't ask single? her. You tell her. Yeah, what is it, Cappy? We yeah, told what's you. What's her new album? No. No. I don't even know what it is. You already Midnight's. cheated. Midnight's. That's no, right. but the song. The, what's the, the single. Song? No, don't what's tell him. <sighs> tell me a top hit. You got to tell us. A top hit. What is it? Lavender Haze. You guys don't even know that. It's only real Taylor Swift fans like me. What was the song we were playing the other day that you didn't yeah, know? Yeah, what was the song we played yesterday? I don't remember the name of it, but um, <laughs> gosh, I can't remember the name of it. But uh, if you give me a hint, I'll get it. A-H. Mm-hmm. Around the Horn? <laughs> You're so stupid. What? Is that the- I think Anti-Hero. That oh, Anti-Hero. Jules, you know Anti-Hero? Good song, right? I yeah. mean, she probably knows all the Taylor Swift songs. Yeah. She does. She's got you know who's, Oh, my God, Kepi, you know who loves Taylor Swift? Tell me. Brody. No way. Brody loves Brody Taylor does? Swift? He does. Okay, so now what I'll do is I'll I'll see if well, I can maybe get- maybe Brody th- can hook you up. No, maybe Brody can get a suite for us. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> hey, he makes $47 million this year. Yeah. But he doesn't know you. I understand that, but I'm I listen, if I hang around down in the tunnel- Mm-hmm. Before Laker games, like I did earlier this week. Yeah, don't be that guy. Exactly. I'm afraid for everyone else, for the Laker, for the players, um, for the celebrities down there. I'm afraid for them. Because you think I'll walk up to Brody and be like, "Yo, man, hey, you got a second here? Can I talk to you?" Yeah. Hey, man, uh, why don't you and I partner up on a suite at SoFi? And by partner up, I want you to pay for all. Right. Mm -hmm. When I say partner up, I mean it's my idea. You pay for it, and you know, we'll go together. We'll drive. Hey, King. Right. I will. Hey, King. Yeah. Um. Well, Cappy, you work on that. Now, speaking of Brody, Brody had an interaction that you wanted to play today with Dan Wojcicki. Why did you want to exploit this uh, interaction? So this is two nights ago when uh, the Lakers lost the game. Right. And after the game, I didn't know who the reporter was, but I could hear the question being asked. Yeah, Dan Wojcicki, excellent reporter at the LA Times. And Russ... Friend of Amanda's, I believe, if I recall correctly as well. Amanda, are you friends? He is one of my friends, yes. So the, the reporter asked the question... And I thought it was a very benign question. Right. But Russ did not like the question. No. And then when Russ goes back at the reporter, I want you to listen to what Russ says and then tell me what comes to mind when you hear him say this. This is after the loss against the Clippers. Could you play this, please, Laura? Kind of two questions about the the same thing. Um, Where did you and Dennis get crossed up on that inbounds play? And we kind of saw you guys kind of arguing about it on the bench after, presumably about that. Um, what was the discussion about trying to, to get that right moving forward? What do you mean crossed up? What do you mean how we crossed up? You were trying to get the ball inbounds. They, how how was that a cross up? Well, we, I mean, I assume you weren't trying. There wasn't a turnover. wasn't the goal of the play. I'm wondering what the, the goal of the play was. It was a cross up then. You said it was a cross up, so it was a cross up. I'm asking you. I mean, No, you said it. You said there was a cross up on that did, play. Did you guys get crossed up on that play? No. What, so it was, it was, it was, it was a five-man play. It wasn't between me and Dennis. Okay. All right, you're, you're well, cool right here, Laura. You can you can cool it right here. Over. It's fine. He he goes like this. He goes he goes um cross cross up. What do you mean? What do you mean cross up? Well, you know, you guys. I mean, that clearly the play wasn't for you guys to turn the ball over, right? I mean, he goes no no no. Hold on a second. Hold on. You said crossed up. I didn't say cross. You said crossed up. When I heard Russ say that. I heard Joe Pesci in Goodfellas. No, 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 hold on. He knows what he said. No, you said I'm funny. Funny how? What's so funny about me, Hendry? I'm a, cl- I'm a comedian. I'm a clown. I'm here to amuse you. Yeah. No, you said it. He, also, he was also, I think Russ took it literally when he said crossed up. And what Wojcicki was trying to say there was that they got their their signals crossed. Right. Like they were not on the same line of communication. Right. He's like, what do you mean cross up? Well, what I mean is. You guys didn't intend to throw the ball to the other team, did you? Correct. Was that the play? Right. So that now, do you believe that Dan Wojcicki and and Russ can can squash this and, and eventually bring it in? Oh, a hundred percent, they could bring it in. Okay. I mean, you, you you caught Russ after a loss, you know. Okay. So who? Which interaction do you believe was more feisty? Uh, this one or the one you had yesterday? with Dave McMiniman when we were talking about potential trades for the Lakers. This should be the start of a march towards some stability. Look at the Western Conference, two and a half games out of the number six seed with 34 games to go. That is a very attainable place to be uh, with just a couple of good weeks of good basketball. Even with this team? Even with this team right now? Yeah, haven't you been watching? So were you saying they should just 
sit well with this team? Well, no, no it's, he, he's just trying I'm, to tell no, you because no. he doesn't feel that they should make a move. That he he wants them to play it out with this I, team. I think with a first year coach Why? with a lot with a lot of players that are going to be coming back from you know from injury that they will peak. And to your point, they can in the last thirty some odd games get into a much better position, even if they don't make the move you're talking about. That's what I'm saying. Oh, but like. Why not give yourself a better chance, get more depth, get more talent, get more pieces that when you look at your roster balance and you look at the roster balance of a team like Denver, look at the roster balance of a team like New Orleans, and you say, guess what? We don't have that. Why not try to get that makeup for your team? Not sure. I'm not saying that they shouldn't do that. I'm just saying that Rob set us up yesterday with, we're the Lakers, we play for championships, and if we can't make a move to win us a championship, we're not making a move. He set us up. So that means, But that means that they play for missing the playoffs then. Or it means that over the next 30-some-odd games, this team peaks at the right time, which is what they might be thinking. Well, listen, I, I believe in the team that's currently constructed to be competitive, especially in this year's Western Conference. I agree with you there. But if your team has shown you something and you view the league as pretty wide open, then push. And you know that your superstar is 38 years old in year 20 right. and nothing is guaranteed in this game, we, we're all in Los Angeles saw what happened with Kobe, uh, with the Achilles. You just can't plan for these things. Why not give it, the team just a little bit more chance in the yep. moment, considering what the moment is in the entire episode? So who's more apoplectic there? Is it McMiniman with you or Russ with Wojcicki? I don't know what the hell word you just used. Apoplectic? A- apoplectic. Yeah, kind of like, you know, and, you know. I wouldn't say like furious, but like indignant, almost like couldn't believe that that was your position, right? Much like Russ couldn't believe that that was what Wojcicki was saying to him. No, no, you said crossed up. You said it. Right. I didn't say crossed up. You said crossed up. Yeah, I said apoplectic. Apoplectic? Yeah. <laughs> Who's more apoplectic there? McMiniman with you or Russ with Wojcicki? One more time. The apoplectic is not... It's more I mean, like in, being indignant. Like, you know, more just indignant's like... Indignant's screwing me up even more now. <laughs> You're being indignant. I was going to say, he doesn't know what that means Right, either. you're being indignant. You're being ah. indignant. indignant. <laughs> I, I would say more just like kind of like fed up with like that position that you're taking. Well, I, I, I definitely think that McMiniman gets fed up with me because you can hear it. There's that one moment where he kind of gets nasty where he's like, are you watching these games, yeah. moron? Yeah. Football guy? Yeah. Are you watching these games? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I'm watching them. And here's what I think. Yeah. I think that you have a team that can't stay healthy at the same time. Yeah. And if they are, yeah. they might actually peak at the right time. Nah. And if you put them in a seven-game series against Sacramento or Denver, you might actually have a chance, believe it or not, with this roster yeah, maybe in a seven-game series. Maybe Sacramento, but the chances of you playing Sacramento are pretty slim at this point, or almost none. Um, I guess what I'm getting at is guys at the top don't yeah. necessarily make the guys at the bottom like shaking their boots uh sure and that's exactly the point as to why he and i are saying we, you should push but i just loved the reaction here's the another thing with McMinimum. I, who, who, oh go another i got thing. another go question yeah. with McMinimum. Yeah, yeah. Is, is he the beat reporter for the team for espn or is he like the columnist for the team uh he's actually a little bit of both actually. okay because yeah. i mean he gets very upset about these he's like very invested it's like bro I mean, listen, I know you got opinions and everything. I mean, you invited him to have ice afterwards, so I mean, I don't well, know. Well, I explained about. to him. And the dessert the great, cart. The great ice we have yeah. at the 710 Studios, very yeah. Chick-fil-A-ish. Yeah. McMiniman did not come up for the dessert cart, although yeah. he was very welcome. But apparently the Cappy cast did. Cappy cast loved the dessert cart. I told you, it's the best part of the night. They had the gummy bears. If I would have known that the Cappy cast was going, I would have texted them and told them that they enjoy the dessert cart. Let me tell you something. These guys were loving it last night. Yeah. But you hid that from us. I don't know if I'd call it hitting. I mean, you omitted. You did. Well, yeah. Dave McMiniman, I mean, guy guy gets fired up on me. Do you even watch these games, <laughs> little Mr. Football Man? <laughs> I love it. Do you even watch these games? Do you have any idea what you're talking about? <laughs> no. <laughs> not really. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> tell him, coach. Oh, I love it. I love it. You said crossed up. I didn't say crossed up. You that, said crossed he, up. He was Russ and you were waking it. That's <laughs> <laughs> Dave, what do you get so aggro on me for? Uh, I aggro. mean, I compliment the guy all the time. Nice, tight beard. 
very white teeth. Yeah. Good question. You know, you realize that the, when you compliment these guys, you did the same thing with Windhorse, right? So you have this guy in the in the in the that tweeted me just now that a just doesn't get the dynamic of the show. Like, let's just start with that. Uh, you know, and I'm kind of tired of having that conversation. Um, but he he says that's because you're being indignant with uh, the the tweeter. Yes, and I am. Plop the plactic. Can you cut that up, please? <laughs> uh, what did you call it? I don't know. What the hell word you called it? A plectoplectic? <laughs> Apoplectic. <laughs> so anyway, this guy, uh, Laker Devin, uh, says, why does Sedan always have to take digs at you? Yeah, why? <laughs> Come on, get him, Laker Dev. You're simply praising a guest, and he must make you look bad. Wendy appreciated the kind words. Right, George needs to stop cutting you off and yeah, it's true, at George. the knees. Yeah. Not sure what the problem is yeah, telling Wendy problem? he's outstanding. Because it kind of sounds a little patronizing. Get out of here, patronizing. It does. It does. Amanda, does it sound a little patronizing? You're an get objective ready, Amanda. opinion here. You're being set up here, Amanda. Optoplactic. No. <laughs> She almost spit out her food. Good job, Laura. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Cappy. Say it with me. Apoctoplactic. No. I think that's like some sea creature. Apoctoplactic sounds like something that you'd have in like SpongeBob SquarePants or right, something. Right. I'm telling you, it sounds like some kind of a sea creature. Yeah. Right. Totally got nine arms. The question now. Uh, does he sound patronizing? Oh, yes. Yes. Come on. Yeah. You do. I sound patronizing yes. to Brian Windhorst. You did. By telling him what a great appearance he had. Because he agreed with about 10% of what I said. You do this thing that you kind of like almost whisper it, and it makes it sound even more patronizing. Really? Because you drop your voice into almost like a whisper. Like, hey, Brian Windhorst saying something I've never heard anyone else say. You know what? And then you say, great job, Brian Windhorst. Next time I'm going to tell him this. I'm going to go, A.B. I'm going to call him B. Not going to call I mean, him Brian. You could probably call, call him, B. him B. I mean, I don't think you're that close. I'm him. not. He not says, close with him that's because you're being indignant. Yeah. Not close with him, not one bit. But he, he's, he's, a, he's polite, so he would probably just be like, okay. Hey, listen, I wanted to give the man a compliment. If that compliment was not received the way it was intended. Oh, I'm sure he received it that way, but it does sound patronizing. I don't feel that way. I mean, okay. The rest of us do. Certainly not intended to be patronizing. I would hope not. It's intended to say, hey, you but know I what? bet you that's what McMiniman also feels a little bit too. Maybe it's uh, maybe you need to look at that man in the mirror. How about how about when McMiniman said, "Me, do you even watch these games?" Like as if to say, you have no qualified opinion. <laughs> well, you've kind of also set yourself up that way. No, I mean, dude, the guy's there. He's reporting every day. You know, he's, all right, he's let's around. Let's talk it more all. about McMiniman on the other side. All right, is that what you want to do, McMiniman? <laughs> Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. That's right. That's what McMiniman said to you. Beat it, Cappy. You don't even watch these games. Do you even watch this, these games? How, uh, do you not, how do you not look at the Lakers and look at the Western Conference and not immediately come to the exact same opinion that I have, which is they need to make a move right now. Yeah. And, and by the way, if you don't subscribe to my opinion, you're canceled, pal. Well, I don't know about that. Now you really went extra, like Laura says. But um, oh, yeah. right. the uh, to answer Chris's question, I've never done a podcast with Vince Carter, but I've done TV shows with him and games with him. So. Will you put him, put him on the lockdown I, podcast? You know what? I will. I will absolutely reach out to Vince Sanity, you know, and see uh, VC. You, do you as, call as, him Vince Sanity? No, I call him VC, actually. Uh-huh. The same way you call Brian Windhorst B? Yeah, but VC, yeah, B, VC, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, All right. you know, I mean, when you know these people, you can call them that stuff. Yeah. Do you, do you call Dave McMiniman DM? I call him McTen. 
McMiniman. Do you, uh, <laughs> do you, do you, you don't call Brody Brody though? I well, you know, I may, I'm, I'm gonna, I may try, but I don't know him like that. I know McMiniman really well to call him McTen. McMiniman, that guy. The only people Cappy knows like that are his Cappy crew. That's right, Cappy Cast. That's right, McMiniman, that guy. <laughs> That freaking guy. Do you even watch these games? You have no that, how much opinion. clearly that burned your you have no your coconut opinion at all. Can I give you, you some credit here though, Cappy? Because I was listening in the car yesterday and mm-hmm. heard it live. <laughs> and um I find McMenman to be a little boring at times. <laughs> and it was actually really nice to see him go at you. Yeah. Get him fired up. Yeah. McMenamin. In the meantime, I explained to him, Boss Amanda, about the phenomenal ice that we have at the 710 Studios. Yeah, the cylindrical ice. Right. And yeah. I compared it to She just Chick-fil-A said she ice. heard the interview. Okay. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and George was like, what do you mean Chick-fil-A ice? What do you, like, everybody knows that Chick-fil-A has the bomb ice, George. Yeah. Well, now everybody knows we've got the bomb ice. That's right. Yeah. Um, speaking of bombs, there'll be some bombs this weekend. Joe Burrow, maybe Patrick Mahomes, maybe your boy Brock Purdy, right? Maybe Jalen Hurts. Mm. Um, I like the Cincinnati Bengals. We've talked about them, uh, obviously, a ton this past week after they won. And I love swag. So when they go out there and they're calling it Burrowhead this weekend on their social accounts, Mm -hmm. like I love the swagger, but I'm asking you, because they've won three in a row against those guys, and it's the only team Patrick Mahomes hasn't beaten um, in a head-to-head matchup with Joe Burrow. Too cocky or just facts? Too cocky. Um, I actually was doing a little bit of, of research on this today. In the same period of time where the Bengals have beaten the uh, Chiefs over the course of three games, the Chiefs are 17-2 and against everybody else they've played. They're right. 0-3 mm-hmm. against the Bengals. Okay. Look at you doing research. Well, I, I, I called somebody and they told me a bunch of stuff. Oh. And then um, it was interesting. So you're because- not watching those games either? Well, I mean, do you do you recall all three of the most recent Kansas City Cincinnati games? Uh, I recall a couple of them for sure. At least do the you, last two. Do you recall why Kansas City lost the game to Cincinnati? Um, not the not the one during the regular season, but the one last year in the, the playoffs. The one in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, do you remember like because I didn't. I had to go back and look this stuff up. So really, what it came down to was turnovers and Patrick Mahomes throwing interceptions. And more often than not in the NFL, about 80% of the time, when you win the turnover battle, you win the game, of course, unless you're the Chargers. But I had to take that swipe. Mm. The thing is, By the you, way, speaking of the Chargers, do yeah. you know what we're having on tomorrow? Uh, did I hear that Austin Eckler is going to join us? 4.30 tomorrow. I love Austin Eckler. Mm-hmm. I don't like the Chargers, but I love Austin Eckler. Yeah, he's doing a bunch of stuff with kids here over the next couple weeks, so we wanted to uh, shout him out for that, and he's going to come on and talk about that, and we'll talk to him about some uh, football stuff, too. So la- last year, when the Super Bowl was in L.A., and I was working Radio Row, a place where you would never dare step foot on, Yeah, I had Austin Eckler on the show. Yeah, and you're right, and, I would never And I was like, dude, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm the card-carrying president and founder of the Charger Hater Club, but God, I love you, man. And what did he say? He said, let's talk it out. And we did. And I'll tell you, I love guys who come from small schools, yeah, who go undrafted, mm-hmm. who become stars, right? And that's what Austin Eckler did because he made the Chargers, who drafted Melvin Gordon in the first round, right. expendable. Correct. So Division two school, no one's yep. ever heard of, not yep. recruited at a high school, and now Isn't he's it a like star? Western State, what, can, Western Colorado State, something or yeah. other tech. Mm-hmm. I freaking love Austin Eckler. Yeah, hate the Chargers ownership. Love Austin Eckler. Yeah. Happy he's coming on tomorrow. Yeah. So you believe Cincinnati Bengals too cocky? I do. And the other thing is... But they've is got that, the goods. I, I know. But I, I'll say this. When a team has won three straight, at some point I feel like you're due. Like the Lakers are due at oh, some point see, but in, to beat the Clippers. In football, though, don't you feel like there's such a thing? Like I feel like in football, in professional football more than anything else, there is a thing about having a team's number. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, listen, the, the Niners had the Rams number forever, and then the, the Rams beat them in the NFC Championship game yeah. last year when they needed That's to. Fair. That's um, fair. I will say this. I think that Kansas City, where everybody early in the week was taking Cincinnati, and last week they were a very sexy pick against Buffalo, Yeah, I think this week, and I know we'll make our picks tomorrow, I'm leaning very Kansas City-centric. Mm-hmm. I think that Patrick Mahomes, I've been watching him this week. Like, I'm analyzing... How many steps it takes him to get to the press conference? 
You know, like I think it was 12 steps from behind the curtain to the podium. And in those 12 steps and 24, when you double it up, when he leaves, I don't see any limp at all. What is the normal uh, amount of steps he takes to the podium? Um, He usually takes about 10 in this particular instance. He took two additional. Yeah. Um, And I do think that Patrick Mahomes, I mean, I've just been watching today. I'll tell you this. There's 17 steam moves on the Chiefs. What that means is a lot of the quote unquote sharps. Are, are, we're in on the Chiefs. Now, the line has been all over the place based on Patrick Mahomes, so I don't know where that line was. Because remember, Cincinnati jumped up to like a two-point favorite yesterday yeah. or the yeah. day before yesterday. So maybe it was when they were getting points that that is where that moved. But right now, the Chiefs are a one-point favorite. has swung back the other way. So maybe you're right. Maybe it's time that uh, Mahomes exercises that demon. Well, he's got to not turn the ball over, obviously. Yeah. And you had brought up some interesting data earlier in the week mm-hmm. that I had not heard that I really, really liked. Yeah which was the number of passes that Mahomes has outside of the pocket. 113 this year, led the league. Versus what he does inside the pocket. He's excellent inside the pocket too, though. So here's what I think happens. If you're Kansas City this week, you got to run the ball, and you've got to know that you got to protect him inside the pocket because he's not going to be able to take off the way he normally does. And I actually think that's going to help Mahomes. So I'm, I'm starting to very heavily lean towards Kansas City in this game. They've been to the AFC Championship five straight years. They've never played a playoff game in the Mahomes era outside of Kansas City. And if they don't make it to the Super Bowl, they're going to be like the old Atlanta Braves that won their division every year and never could win a World Series. They're going to get into that. They've already won one, so they're not going to be the Buffalo Bills, but they're going to be a team that goes back every year and just can't seem to win the big one. And that'll be the knock on Andy Reid. That he's been there, but he hasn't been able to win it. He's only got one Super Bowl. I mean... Still got the one, though. No, it's good. He's That's good. That puts him in the same category of Mike McCarthy and Sean Payton and guys like that. Yeah. Sean, Sean McVay. Good coach. Really good coach. Um, by the way, speaking of the other side, Purdy and those guys, uh, obviously they're going to face another tough defense against this again this season, uh, this week. Pardon me. And, I mean, the Eagles defense is even better than the Cowboys, though, because oh, yeah. they have no weaknesses. So well, they got four guys on their team that have double-digit sacks, so they're going to be putting a lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah. we're going to see, and they're good against the run, which the Cowboys are not. So I, I am genuinely curious to see how this plays out on the road. Brock Purdy does, like, the clock strike midnight, you know, on Cinderella here. You know what I mean? So Well, I'll tell you what, George. I want to say to all of our circle of trusters, yeah. I want to say to all the seven tenors yeah. that this Sunday – Make your plans. Come join us at Yamava. The first game kicks off at noon. Second game's around 3.30. Tons of great food, great beer selection, TVs everywhere. But I would just say get out there because if you think you're just going to probably show up and like, hey, can I get a table for four? You need to get there. Like, I got somebody who's asking me about the following So they two need a guy? They, you're going to probably need a guy. I mean, okay? aren't you that guy? I am that guy. Oh. I'm your plug at, at Yamava. Okay. Somebody asked me the other day, like, hey, I heard you're going to be out at Yamava for Super Bowl. Um, what do I have to do to get a table? Right, like, but can I- they really trust you to get what they need? I would say don't trust me. Yeah. Do not trust me. Call them first. Yeah, I think you should call Yamava right. and see about getting a reservation at yeah, the 909. You, you're going to be there. You're going to get there and be like, uh, um, um, I, I, I told them. Yeah. And you, you're going to lie to them. Well, I'm going to be like, first of all, I got Rubber Rachel with me. Yeah. Then I got, I'm probably going to have to babysit Mason and Juan right. as well. Right. I'm also bringing another couple that are friends of ours because yeah. we're going to go see Leslie Jones on Saturday night right. and have that really nice steak at the Pine Steakhouse. Right, right, right. So I just want to invite right. everybody to get out there. We're right. going to have a good time. Yeah. I got a little Brock Purdy fact for you. I'll give that to you in the last segment, though. Beautiful. Okay. We'll do that. But we got Big Deal or No Deal coming up next. Thanks, Christopher. All right, Amanda, what do we got for Big Deal or No Deal? All right, guys. So with the uh, Golden State Warriors leading the Grizzlies last night by two points with like a minute 14 left, Steph Curry clapped his hands at Jordan Poole after a thought that he after a shot that he thought was ill-advised. Mm-hmm. While running down the court back on defense, he chucked his mouthpiece mm-hmm. and immediately got ejected from the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is this a big deal or no deal? Uh, it's a big deal because he's Steph Curry. It's a big deal because it's now a repeated offense. He's now done it multiple times, including in a finals game. And it's like, bro, come on. I love you, Steph, but you got to know better at this point. And he's not the only guy that has been ejected for throwing a, mouse, a mouthpiece in a regular season game or a playoff game. This is a thing that has happened over the years. doesn't happen all that often, but it's happened more often with him than anyone else. So it's just the rule. I heard Ireland earlier trying to make the case for like, well, he should have been tossed because 
everybody's coming to see him. So wait a second. So if he just blatantly breaks the rules, he shouldn't. It shouldn't I think they him? should just change the rule. I think it's that's a, dumb, a different I think approach. That's a dumb rule to begin with. Fair. That's a different conversation. Yeah. Though. You know it's not like he was your mouthpiece. He wasn't throwing his mouthpiece at any person. No, he threw it at the bench. Yeah. Right. His own bench. For yeah. That yeah. But uh, but yeah. I mean, if you want to change the rule, that's a different conversation. But I mean, the rule is the rule. Is that rule 15-62, which is in the NBA bylaws, no throwing mouthpieces? I mean, are you watching these games or what? Did I get that right? I mean, come on, dude. According to McMenamin, he is not watching these games. I mean, listen, I saw this thing go down last night, you know, and Steph throwing his mouthpiece. Of course he should be thrown out of the game. I mean, it's just like, come on, dude. I love Steph Curry. Love him. Yeah, me too. But that is really immature. I think it's unprofessional. And by the way... If I'm in the crowd and you hit me with your mouthpiece, ugh, you're slobber all over it and yeah. you sweat. It's freaking COVID still. Come on, bro. What are you doing? Don't, don't put that on me. I'm not wearing a mouthpiece to throw one back at you. And if I do, I'm getting kicked out. <laughs> you you love, you wish you were like, we talked about this the other day. You wish you were Shannon Sharp. Mm-hmm. Oh, bro. First of all, I want that that beautiful sweater, sweater that he was bigger. wearing. Yeah, you need to lose some weight and you pump need to get some iron. Yeah. I know. I mean, I want his body too. That's exactly right. I yeah. want that Whoa. chest. I want those abs. Yeah. Whoa. You know? His bank account. <laughs> you you know Number it. Number one. Yeah. I want to be close enough with Deion Sanders to look at his feet and know that he's got no big toe. <sighs> and so weird. You're weird and extra him, all in one. Tell him that know. he ain't wearing no flip flops because I thought so that weird. was freaking hilarious. You're so weird. All right. Anyway, big deal. Yes, we agree. Move forward, Amanda, please. Thank you. <laughs> Laura's got next. Oh. All right, guys. So Fun just mentioned to us on Monday that the popular ride, Splash Mountain, was you know closing over the Being weekend. Being decommissioned, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that the waiting times broke records. But now it's making headlines for another reason. Uh-oh. There's multiple people selling authentic water, and I put that in quotations, <laughs> from the ride online, and prices range from $20 to $1,000. Come on, come on, please. <laughs> Do you guys think this is a big deal or no deal? I mean, listen, I'm a big believer in if you can make money off it, Go ahead and do it. If someone's willing, if people to, are dumb enough to, to buy pay, it, to right. pay for it, then go ahead and and do what you got to do. Like that's on somebody else to make the decision to buy that or not. But is somebody really buying it? I don't know. It's online, but you know what? Sedano's right. I might have to be like authentic water from Splash Mountain. You know. I mean, so honestly, like any person who buys water, I don't even care if it was real water, and there is authentication, authentication. Authentication? Authentic. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> you could tell me that, that this is real water. They took it right out. It's in a Disney cup. Got a Mickey Mouse on it. Authenticated. Bro, if you buy water from a ride, that's that's weak. Should that's they just, check themselves? In a big way. You need to look yourself in the mirror. <laughs> there are a lot of Disney-obsessed people. Yeah, there are. There's a lot of Disney like, heads, I, yep. be- I actually believe that people will buy this water mm-hmm. yeah but it's so funny um we're not that in my family we have two small children obviously who like disney stuff right and we never take advantage or we certainly don't take advantage enough of the perks that we get here um so it's funny we're going to florida for spring break to see my mom and i've said you know and my sister or whatever and i'm like well during the week people are gonna be working and stuff like we should just go to to disney world or something and she's like really and i'm like yeah because she's like I thought maybe we can go to the Keys or something. I'm like, the kids are, I mean, I'm sure they'll love the Keys too, but it would be a little, she's like, yeah, I guess, let's go. So we're going to Disney World for a couple of days. Oh, nice. I've never been. Uh, Disney World is better than Disneyland. Yes. It's not even close, to be honest. Not even close. I've I've been to Disney World in so long, I couldn't even tell you. I mean, you hadn't been to Disneyland in a long time either. That True. Laura and Lindsay had to help you. But, but in the he, last yeah, because he didn't want to pay for it. Right. So he, I mean, he, he had to get the free option. You know yeah. what I mean? He, I mean, in the last 20 years, I've probably been to Disneyland like 10 times. But Disney World, it's been forever. I always joke that the mouse pays me and I just give it right back. Because mm-hmm. I've been obsessed with Disney since I was really little. Yeah. So, sucks. Uh, what's next? All right. So, Pamela Anderson is finally telling her own story. Oh. And her new memoir... Love Pamela, set to be released next Wednesday. Mm. Um, in her upcoming memoir, Anderson takes control of the narrative, opening up about her childhood, career, and highly publicized love life. We all know about that Tommy Lee video. Yeah. Um, is this a big deal or no deal? A uh, big deal. People are going to want to buy it. I mean, people were into that FX. Was it FX that did the show? 
What? I never saw it. Yeah, I, I think I mean, it I was the. It. Yeah. yeah. Where, I think so. Where Tommy's thing talked. Like, yeah. So, yeah. whatever. Um, I haven't seen it. I watched a few. Yeah. Um, they're not my thing, but clearly there is an interest there. So, it is a big deal. Oh, I, I definitely would, would be interested. Now, I don't know if I'll read the book, but um, I did see her go on Howard Stern the other day. I, I'm curious about how she's going to publicize this because the Tommy Lee Pamela video was life changing <laughs> in many ways. Who had a better Stern appearance, her or Stephen A. Smith recently? Uh, what I've, I've I've seen more of Stephen A. So I'll go with Stephen A. for right now. Stephen A. was great on Stern, I thought. But Pamela Anderson used to date this buddy of mine, who was the long snapper for the former San Diego Chargers. Now this is pre Baywatch. This is no, uh, I'd say post Baywatch. Oh, okay, post. Or maybe Baywatch. even in the middle of Baywatch. Oh, I mean, she was a big star, and he was not. And man, she would come to these games, and people would freak out. And she's like, yeah, I'm dating the long snapper, David Bin. I wonder if she'll talk about him in her memoir. Did that, uh, did that make you feel like you should have had a shot? Um, I felt like at the time it was kind of strange because like there'd be these post-game parties in the parking lot and yeah. she'd just be there hanging out. Right. And I was like, but you're not with the quarterback or the star linebacker, you're with the long snapper. Now, as a specialist, I appreciated that. Right, right. I and feel I, like you should you know, tell him to bring it in every time yeah. you saw him. Well, I do. I, anytime I see the guy, yeah. I'm like, brother, I got ultimate respect for you. Right. I mean, I'd be in front of his wife and go, hey, how about when you used to date Pamela Anderson? Oh, yeah, you're that guy. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. He's that guy. Yeah. Tell me more stories. What's next? Okay, so I sent you guys a picture yesterday about a hot sauce, a new hot sauce that Mountain Dew dropped. I don't know oh, if you guys saw the picture. Yeah. yeah, I tried to forget that, actually. Sorry. <laughs> okay, according to uh, this food and wine blog that I was looking at, mm -hmm. the Mountain Dew Baja Blast is a flavor of iconic tropical lime flavors of beloved Mountain Dew with habanero peppers, green chiles, and jalapeno peppers. Now, here's the catch. You guys can't buy it. There's only 750 limited bottles mm. that you must enter to win at the company's official website. And this started Feb January 19th, and it will go all the way to February 8th. So if you guys haven't, you know, signed in and tried to win the bottle, because I feel like it'll go for money, you guys can. Do you guys think it's a big deal or no deal that they did a hot sauce, that Mountain Dew did a hot sauce? Um, no deal for me. I kind of, I, I, I'm out on Mountain Dew. Like, I probably haven't had Mountain Dew anything um, easily in nearly two decades. So, yeah, just not for me. And I just don't trust anyone who's not, like, Cholula or someone like that with my hot sauce. Tabasco. Yeah. Tapatillo. Yeah. yeah, Tapatillo, Cholula, right, you know. In that oh, really? same vein. You don't trust them, huh? No, no. If you don't make hot sauce normally and you mm -hmm. make sugary drinks, the chances of me trusting you with my hot sauce are probably slim and none and slim when on vacation. Yeah, I'm just curious about who came up with this concept. Like, hey, I really like this soda, this Mountain Dew. It's good. Mm, 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 mm. I like this Mountain mm -hmm. Dew. You know what else I really like? What do you I like? like hot sauce. Yeah. You know what's great? You know what's really, really great? When you take sausage in the morning and for breakfast, yeah. and then you put it into your syrup, sausage and syrup is fire. So McDonald's made a sausage pancake sandwich, you know, because it works. Now, I don't know who came up with Mountain Dew and hot sauce goes together. Yeah. Someone high, probably. Probably so. Yeah. Probably That's so. fair point. Yep. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, uh, haven't you had great thoughts when you've had pot thoughts? I mean, a lot. I mean, that's probably how you came up with Sided, right? Well, it's how I, I have come up with other brilliant concepts. Sided, not so much, but I mean, yeah. you didn't come up. I mean, that it was a brilliant idea. It was, it is, and yeah. it will be. Exactly. So, uh, all right. That is Big Deal or No Deal each and every day at 6.30 here on the show. Coming up next, Cappy, yeah. we've got a couple more. I had that Brock Purdy fact I wanted to get yeah, I wanna, to. Yeah, I want to hear that. But before you get into this, I know you got to tell us about Fullerton Ford, yeah. right? Let me tell you something really quickly. Tell me. So, obviously, I've been driving back and forth between south-south L.A. Yes. and downtown L.A. Right. When I'm driving through south-south L.A., I get to go through Camp Pendleton. Yeah. When you're on the 5 freeway and you're at Camp Pendleton, you get to see our military at work. And I'm not joking when I tell you giant warships yeah. right off the coast and helicopters flying everywhere and equipment and people and craziness, man. And I'll just, I just want to say shout out, as I always do, to all of the people that are serving, in particular at Camp Pendleton and the Marine Corps, 
because I don't know what you guys are up to. I mean, I, I heard what President Biden said about sending equipment to Ukraine. I heard all that, and I heard about training people, and maybe that's what you guys are doing. But, man, driving through Camp Pendleton and seeing these people at work playing with all these toys, bro. Oh, shout out to all you people. I loved Mr. Belvedere. I used to watch it on ABC, not in syndication. That was part, I don't think it was, it was right before they decided to brand that stuff TGIF, but it was that last iteration of shows before then on a Friday night. So much respect, though, for Uke, right? I mean, think about what that guy's done in his career. From beer commercials to movies to TV series. Yeah. And really is doing what he, what he always wanted to do, which is called baseball games. Right. At the end of his career, which he's been doing for so many years so well. but Yeah. And still well, at career. an incredible level even now at 89, right? Yeah. So 89, man. Yeah. Jeez. It's pretty wild. Um, you know, because not everybody can make it, you know, into their 80s doing this stuff. You know, it's... It is pretty incredible. Uh, Cappy, a couple things before we get out of here today. I want to talk about Sean Payton, uh, according to reports, turning down the opportunity to coach all five op- all five teams that were open for their head coaching vacancies. But I did promise you a little Brock Purdy stat. So Brock Purdy, with the Super Bowl being played in Arizona, is one win away from potentially joining a short list of QBs to start a Super Bowl in their home state. Who are the other three? I can get. I'll give you. I'll give you some hints if you okay. can't guess them. But okay, these are these are quarterbacks who've started a Super Bowl in their home state. Correct. Okay. Want to take a guess? Yeah. No, I love this. I, I'll take any hint you'll give me. Okay. Um. One of them played at UCLA. Okay, I'll go with Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman is a good one. Yes. Okay. He played in the Super Bowl in uh, in Pasadena, didn't he? He did. Yes, that's okay. true. Very good. Yeah. Okay. Um. The next player. Um, see, I'm going to make this a little tougher on you. Okay. Okay. The next player was born right by my house in Torrance, California. Okay. Born in Torrance, California. So okay. he also I- obviously played in California as well. I'll give you one. You ready? Yeah. John Elway. No. Not no, John but he was Elway. not born in Torrance anyway. He's a Valley kid. He's a San okay. Fernando Valley kid. All right. Is John Elway on the list though? Of guys John Elway's not on the list. He did not play a uh, Super Bowl in the state of California. He did play a Super Bowl in the state of California. He did not start a Super Bowl in the state of California, according to ESPN Stats and Info, bro. Well, they're wrong because... Oh, oh yeah? Yeah. Don't you remember? Didn't didn't John Elway play against the Packers in the Super Bowl? And I want to say the game was in San Diego. I guess I'll have to go fact check myself. But I would think that's if John Elway was born... That's if he was born in California. He was not. Maybe he was not born in California. Right, maybe yeah. not. So there okay. you go. I will check right now John Elway okay so this is the, the you said this person was born in Torrance he was born in Washington John Elway was correct interesting okay so this this quarterback born, in, born Torrance. in Torrance born that's in Torrance. the first hint okay all right I'll you're not another. gonna get it right oh, no, 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 I mean no, you want to no. take a guess yeah just give me another hint come on this is fun <laughs> I just asked show. you this is this is the okay choice. he played for the Rams okay he played for the Rams um Matthew Stafford born in Torrance <laughs> no. no, he's a Texas guy, right? Yes. Right. We spent a whole to- a whole year talking about him and Clayton Kershaw growing up together. Yeah, but that's growing up, not born. Okay. Um, all right, you ready to give it up? Uh, just give me one last hint. You ready? Is this a modern era quarterback, or is this a an older school? Quarterback? Uh, I mean, what is what would you what is the line of demarcation for modern era? Let's say two thousand. Okay, older school. Older school. Uh, Vince Ferragamo. It is Vince Ferragamo. Look at you. How about that? Yeah. And then the last one, um, still a prominent media member. Okay. Still a prominent media member. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He started a Super Bowl in his home state. Yeah. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. Still a prominent media member. Quarterback. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, all right. Can I have another hint? Tell me where he went to school. <sighs> where did he go to school? Actually, we share a birthday. Okay. But yeah, I won't help you in any you way. You and he share a birthday. We, okay. we share a birthday. Okay. Um, he went. To, if I give you the school, you're gonna know. Yeah, okay. So that's too easy. Is this this is also modern era because he's a you say he's still okay. A he's a former MV, NFL MVP. A former NFL MVP. Right. Okay. So like I think of a Kurt Warner right. comes to mind. Yeah. Not I, him. Yeah. Did you ask? You didn't ask uh, modern era or old school. So Mo- I, yeah, modern. Well, I, I assumed modern because he's still you say he's still a prominent media member. Okay. So is he is he is he still is he part of the? He's still a prominent media member, yeah. Okay, and I I said Kurt Warner. That was that not right? It's not Kurt Warner. No. Okay, prominent media member, um, game telecast or studio host? Studio host. Last. That's your last hint. Okay. Um, 
I will go with, I'm going to just pull this one out of my hat. You ready? Yeah. Boomer Esiason. No, no, no. Mm. Terry Bradshaw. Oh, all right. Yeah, Terry Bradshaw. Where did Terry Bradshaw? Louisiana. Uh, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So there okay. You go. That's very good. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Sean Payton, speaking of Louisiana, mm-hmm. has decided to not take second interviews with any of the five teams that were open. Now, I think that's really smart mm-hmm. because I don't think any of those teams are primed for success anytime soon. And whether it's the Cardinals or the Broncos or the Texans or the Carolina Panthers, who just hired Frank Reich, right. um, because they realized that Sean was not going to take the job. And there's well, one more. Just, who, just retread. You oh, know? Indy is the other one, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I know what Sean is eyeing, if what I were guessing. That? Yeah, what is that? Caleb Williams. And, and where's that at? Wherever that happens to fall, he's going to, and that's where he's going to want to go. Him, Caleb Williams and Drake May are both going to be better than any of the quarterbacks coming out here. I think both have a much better, uh, higher ceiling than any of the quarterbacks coming out in this draft. Although I do think C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, those guys are very good. Don't get me wrong. But I think that, particularly Caleb, I don't know so much about Drake. I feel like May is getting a little a little too much hype for my liking. But I think Caleb Williams is the best college quarterback I've ever laid eyes on. And Drake um, May, is, is he the kid from North Carolina? Correct. Yeah. 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 So no so, disrespect to CJ or Bryce or Will Levis or those guys, but I just think I, you know how high I am on Caleb. Like I, I've literally said that. that but wait I, a second. But what you're saying is, is that Sean Payton? I think Sean Payton is waiting another year just to see where Caleb Williams goes. And and where Caleb Williams is going to go is probably going to be the, the number one overall correct. pick. Yeah. Maybe you know, may, let's just say one, two, or three. Just hypothetically, mm-hmm. chances are when a team is going to draft one, two, or three, they're bad and they're going to need a coach. Right. Yeah. I, I will tell you this, George. I think the reason Sean Payton didn't take one of these jobs is because he looks at it and he thinks this. Hey, Arizona, they got a major quarterback problem on their hands here. You know, th- there's just no way that this kid who's got now all this money and all this control and there's all these reputation questions about his study habits and so on and this guy wants the freewheel rather than play within a playbook, I don't think Arizona's a good spot. So he, he knocks out Arizona. Well, he's hurt. Well, he's hurt, but his reputation persists. No, I get that, but I mean, he may not even start the season next year. All right, so l- let's go on then. Denver. Yeah, hey, Russ you know is what? washed. He's cooked. You know what? It's like, hey, look, they got the money, but I'm not really coming back for the money. I'm coming back because I really want another shot at the Super Bowl. Because as much as I won one and thought I was, you know, a happening dude, yeah. the fact of the matter is I never made it back. Right. And so Denver is a disaster. Yeah. You can get paid there, but working with Russ is probably not something that a veteran coach like this wants to do. And it feels like they have hired since Mike Shanahan, uh, and you know Gary Kubiak was part of that tree, so whatever. But post Gary Kubiak or whatever, that they've just gone with a lot of young coaches, like you accused the Chargers of doing. They seem to do the same thing. Well, they had Nathaniel Hackett. I'm trying to remember before Vic that. Vic Fangio. Time, John, uh, John, well, well, he was an it, old guy. Not, <laughs> not young guy, but inexperienced yes. as a head coach. Yeah, and there, yes. was, there was others along the way. I mean, John Fox was there for a little while. Vance Joseph. Vance Joseph was a disaster. Well, John Fox retread. Not yeah. like they're hiring guys that you're like, whoa, that guy's going to make a difference. No, but Nathaniel Hackett. Which and I think John is Fox was there with Peyton, so it's like yeah. whatever. Nathaniel Hackett, interestingly, got the job as the offensive coordinator at the Jets. And now so everybody thinks Aaron Rodgers is going there. Yeah, I, I like that idea. I like that concept. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, um, I don't know, man. I like the idea, though. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, yeah. reunited with Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, good luck. Ask Brett Favre how that worked out for him. Going to the Jets? Yeah. Didn't look so good, did it? Right. Yeah. Well, anyway, I, I just don't think Sean Payton is taking a job because Sean Payton knows, one, the TV job, pretty good. Pays good money. Yeah. Gets me lots of exposure. I'm chilling. A lot, lot of stress. No, I don't have any. I could go up to Idaho and play golf. I can go out into the desert and play golf and play golf with all of his friends and wherever he goes. So I just don't think any situation is right for Sean Payton. And right. when you have the kind of money yeah. and the credentials, you can wait. Yeah. Well, and that's the point. He can't go to any of these places and win. That was what I said. So he's going to wait for Caleb. By the way, Caleb, right now, a raucous standing ovation at the Galen Center, according to Twitter reports. He's at the basketball game tonight. Nice. Yeah. Right down the street. Yeah. I I really, I would love to know, because I I know you you have a theory on it. I don't agree with it. But I would love to know if if Sean Payton is thinking that. Like, hey, you know what I'll do? I'll wait till next year. Whoever's terrible is going to have the number one overall pick. They're going to fire their coach. They're going to draft this Caleb Williams. Or or Drake May. He may like Drake May, too. You know what I mean? Like, I think Drake May is going to be a good quarterback, too. I don't think he's as good as Caleb, but... But he may be better than 
than Will Levis. I wonder if in behind closed doors in real life with his real closest people go, nah, man, it's just I'm waiting for next year for these quarterbacks. They're, I don't know if I buy that. Okay. Well, I mean, listen, sometimes I try and sell you stuff you don't buy. Right, and that's fine. But I, I feel like if if you were him, wouldn't you want to get the best quarterback available? Yeah, but I don't, if I were him, um, I, I try and decide, do I really want to get back into this thing? Because I look at what Mike Well, he clearly wants to do that if he's taking five interviews. Well, I... If he's taking these interviews and they're the money is right and you know you think you can make some impact. I mean, the, the story today with Denver was that he did not think that he could work with their front office because they were going to be too too involved. They're and he wanted more control. Yeah. And Peyton has come out by the way on Twitter and said that is absolutely not true no, at all. I mean, but it may not be true, but but the Broncos have a history of being meddlesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so. I'm sure that that's probably the truth, and that's why he's going into damage control mode by saying that that's not true. Right. So Sean Payton, uh, uh, Sean, listen, I love Sean Payton as yeah, a guy, yeah. okay, but I think Sean Payton will come back as a coach and will be no different than Mike McCarthy. Won a Super Bowl like 12, You You own that ago. take. I've heard you say this now twice. Yeah, no, I believe it very strongly. I think yeah. that, that these coaches, there's a thing about a guy who's already got a Super Bowl ring knowing the formula. Yeah. Well, it was 13, 14 years ago. Um. I, I get it. I agree with you it, to an extent, but that's why I think he's being ultra-selective on where he goes because he doesn't want to be those guys you're mentioning. Well, if you're Mike McCarthy, you're like, hey, I got a chance to be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, make all this money, and I've got a quarterback that they put all this money into. They did that. I didn't do that. That's their decision. Right, but so, it doesn't matter. You're going to get stained regardless. Right, but this mess isn't me. This mess is them. This right, but if it's Jerry. a mess, it's still going to be you that they're going to blame. Yeah, that's true. So that's why I think... I think he's being ultra selective, and I think he'd be smart to do that. I would be, I would be thinking that way if I were him. Not me. I'd be like, "Yo, you guys are going to pay me twenty million dollars to babysit Russell Wilson? Yeah, I'll do that." Right. Yeah, that's the difference between you and me. You, you, you just only see dollar signs. Well, I mean, twenty million dollars is a lot of money. I get it, but it, it, you can't make a decision solely based off money. I don't think that that always is, that needs to be no, factor number one. Mm-hmm. You got I mean, especially you want success. I mean, I think that's probably the biggest factor. Hey, George, before we roll out of here, I want to send a shout out to a, an all time circle of trust listener, Jaime Gonzalez, who said, yo, I'm a huge fan of Sedano and Cap, but you guys haven't mentioned that Max Christie finally shaved off his little peach fuzz. Mustache oh, I didn't even notice because he heard you guys talking about. Oh, it. there you go. By the way, shout out to the USC Annenberg. Uh, journalism group i did uh zoom with them today they were great they're listeners to the show a big uh a big chunk of them so thank you to them as well uh all right we're done here cappy let's get out of here great job uh as always excellent work uh amanda in for Lindsay today great job as always laura and bet la with my friend amnita marks is coming up next see ya